Omega Man Radio has been commissioned to invade deep into enemy territory, drive out the hosts of hell, and take back the land. Our mission is to preach Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who is the only name written under heaven by which men might be saved, cast out demons, and pray for the sick that they may be healed in Jesus' name. If this program is a blessing to you and you would like to take part in this harvest of souls, join with us and attack the hosts of hell by donating any amount online at www.omegamanradio.com. You may also donate by sending check or money order to 9030 West Sahara Avenue, Suite 665, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89117. We thank you. Are you ready? Ready to take a ride? Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. Because the show is about to begin. From the front lines of America, Babylon. And transmitting worldwide on the internet and satellite. You are listening to Omega Man Radio Network. With Shannon Davis. Alright everybody, that time has arrived. I'm excited to be here live tonight, Friday night, every Friday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific with Evangelist Victor Mravlag. He'll be bringing the word and then we'll be bringing the demon hotline to you where you can call in and get set free of your demons tonight. You can call in for any prayer request in fact at 515-602-9734. Brother Victor, welcome back. How are you doing my friend? I'm doing good, Shannon. It's great to hear your voice. Great to be with you. I'm excited to be here. Uh, Folks, invite a friend right now. This is the best place you can be on a Friday night. Uh, Get free and bring others over here to get free tonight in Jesus' name. Brother Victor, do you want to open us up in prayer? Absolutely. Well, it's a privilege and honor to be here. And I thank God for all his blessings and all his provision and all his power. So, gracious Heavenly Father, as we bow our hearts and minds to you, Lord God, we ask you to bless this night. We pray for wisdom, knowledge, might, and understanding, counsel, fear of the Lord, spirit of the Lord, 
Fill us with your Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus Christ, have your way. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we bind the strong man over everybody here and everybody listening. We bind the principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, spiritual hosts of wickedness, roaming about, free Roman demons, familiar spirits, ungodly soul ties, every witch, warlock, wizard, Satanist, Luciferian, occultist, Wicca, and Santeria. Shamans, witch doctors, medicine men, whatever form they come in, whoever serves Satan, we bind them in Jesus Christ's name. We bind any interference. We bind the enemy over the airways and over the homes of where each, and each of us are right now. In Jesus Christ's name. We pray your will be done on earth as it is in heaven tonight. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses or sins. As we forgive those who sin or trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the glory, the honor, and the praise. To you be all glory, honor, and praise. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Amen. Again, welcome everybody. And uh, Brother Victor, the microphone is yours. Take all the time you like. Amen. Well, it's good to be here again. It's good to be back on Omega Man. We had a sabbatical in some way, shape, or form. But God has reunited us because the word needs to go out through men that are anointed by the power of the Holy Spirit to preach the word, to exhort and admonish and rebuke with long-suffering. God's called me to do the work of an evangelist, to preach the word according to Second Timothy chapter 4, verse 1. I received my charge in 1991, and the Lord has been grooming me, preparing me, for the work that he's called us to do, especially today in these times. The title of the, today's message is, In Difficult Times, Overcome. We are called to be overcomers, brothers and sisters, to take authority over our lives in the name of Jesus Christ. Too many pastors out there are preaching today what people wanting, want to hear. They come with itching ears and the pastors are satisfying them. If there was a fire up on the road ahead, wouldn't your pastor warn you, don't go up that way? Well, there's a fire up ahead in many of the lives of Christians that don't know the truth. They have itching ears, heaping up teachers for themselves, but they haven't overcome areas in their lives by the power of Jesus Christ. We are called to be warriors. We are called to overcome. And we overcome how? By the word of our testimony and the blood of the Lamb. That's how we overcome the enemy. When he comes to steal, to kill, and destroy, we have one weapon. The name of Jesus Christ and the tools that he gave us with that weapon of his name, all authority, are to bind and loose 
that whatsoever we bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, whatsoever we loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. All authority, Jesus said, has been given to me. Therefore, and whenever you see a therefore, see what it's there for. So all authority has been given to him, he gave it to us. Therefore, go into all the world, make disciples, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even into the end of the age. Matthew 28. Before I get into the word, I always like to say I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, because it's the power of God to salvation to those who believe. Now, you want power in your life? You're going to get power. The more you read God's word, the more you pray, the more God will be in your life. Derek Prince said, you cannot love God more than you love his word. The amount of time that we spend in his word demonstrates how much we love him. So I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Romans 1.8 Turn in your Bibles with me to 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1. I'm reading out of the King James Version. I grew up with the King James Version. Whatever Bible you have, God bless you. But I, I, like, the, I like the King James because it, it's always been good to me. Amen. Now, I'm not a King James only, but I only read the King James. <laughs> but that's me. That's me. But in China, they can't read the King James. In Russia, they can't read the King James. And in all of these translations, the word of God goes forth, and God anoints his word. But anyway, unless I digress, excuse me. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1. This know also that in the last days perilous times will come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemous, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce bearers, False accusers, incontentment, fierce, despises of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof, from such turn away. Now I'm going to read it now out of uh, the Amplified Bible. But understand this, that in the last days dangerous times of great stress and trouble will come. Difficult days that will be hard to bear. The people will be lovers of self, narcissistic, self-focused, lovers of money, impelled by greed, boastful, arrogant, revilers, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, unholy, and profane. They will be loving, devoid of natural, they will be unloving, devoid of natural human affection, calloused, and inhumane, 
irreconcilable, irreconcilable, malicious, gossipers, devoid of self-control, intemperate, immoral, brutal, haters of good, traitors, reckless, conceited, lovers of sensual pleasure rather than lovers of God, holding to a form of outward godliness or religion, although they have denied its power, for their conduct nullifies their claim of faith. Avoid such people and keep far away from them. Here we're getting a revelation from Paul 2,000 years ago as the Holy Spirit anointed him as he wrote these words, what the last days would be in churches. Like I said earlier, if there was a fire up ahead, a pastor should tell you, stop, there's a fire. But pastors today feed the sheep what they want to hear. Oh, life is good. Oh, just give to me and you'll be blessed. God will reward you. The more you give, the more you'll get. Just as long as you give it to me. See, they're boasters. They're proud. They're conceited. They have a form of godliness, but deny the power of thereof. See, the kingdom of God is in power. The kingdom of God is authority over Satan's kingdom, which is under our feet when we put him there. Because we shall tread on scorpions and serpents, the Bible tells us in Luke chapter 10, 18. We will tread upon Satan's kingdom, but we must do the marching. Satan doesn't just jump under your feet because he likes to be there. No, we've got to command him, take authority over him, and say, I bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. I cast you down, you foul, unclean spirit. Every temptation, every attack from the enemy, we are to attack back. Because Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, The weapons of our warfare, they're not carnal, but they're mighty in God to the tearing down of strongholds and everything that exalts itself against the true knowledge of God. You see, brothers and sisters, I think there was, I didn't count them, but there's over 15 imperfections that Christians live with. Lovers of themselves, lovers of money, lovers of pleasure, rather than God. Those are the three top. That's where America is at today. That's where some of the church is at today. We must submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from us. Because the weapons of all warfare, they're not physical, they're not carnal, we don't see them. They're invisible. But they're mighty in God to the tearing down of strongholds and everything that exalts itself against the true knowledge of God. That's why we are to take every thought captive unto the obedience of Jesus Christ. Every thought. 
that comes into our mind, every imagination, every fantasy, we are to rule our mind. We are to make foolproof our ministry, our life, and our relationship with Jesus. We are to pray without ceasing. In difficult times, my title is, overcome. God's called you and me to overcome all the wiles of the enemy. Turn with me now to 1 Corinthians 6, 9. These days are perilous. And it comes from the same Greek word that demiac in the cemetery was violent. Times are violent. Times are violent in America. Look, they're, they're, the, the cities in America, again, they're rioting. They're rioting so that they could get free stuff at stores and using racism as, as, a, 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 uh, as a motive. That a cop shot a black man. I'm not saying that he was right or wrong. I don't know the details of the situation. But every time a black person is shot and the policemen get off, African Americans use it as an opportunity to riot. Some were wrong, some were fine shootings, you know, uh, legal shootings. But they riot because they're angry. They're angry because of all of the lies our society and our politicians have propagated in, in, into our inner cities. Anyway, let me focus here. First Corinthians 6.9. But we look at these times. We look how it went when uh, Trump and Biden were campaigning in 2019. In 2000, uh, there were riots all, in all the cities, and they were just stealing. Stealing and rioting for no reason. For no reason. Violence. Murder has increased. Rape has increased in these liberal cities across America. And it looks like there's no end. Look at Chicago. 28 people shot last weekend in one day. Violence is increasing because there's a spirit of violence in the land because people are lovers of money, lovers of pleasure, rather than lovers of God. So, 1 Corinthians 6, 9. Know you that not that the righteousness shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor affectionate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, or uh, homosexuals, or sodomites, he's saying, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. But such were some of you. But you are washed. But you are sanctified, but you are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of God. You see, brothers and sisters, if they put you on trial today, if you were arrested by the FBI, is there enough evidence to prove that you're a Christian? Think about that. 
Is there enough evidence to convict you of a Christian? Do you have a devotion life? Do you read God's word? Do people, do your neighbors know that you're a Christian? Do you fast? Do you spend time in fasting? Do you spend every, time, every day in prayer, in your prayer closet? Those are just some of the fundamentals of Christianity. But we should all say, the zeal of the Lord has consumed me. That I want to do those things that are righteous, that glorify God. We've got to live our life as if Jesus is coming today. Because we're living in the end times. No time in history was there this much violence, world control, loving of money. Never have we seen sexual immorality on a global scale. Militant LGBT trans agenda. And I don't need to get into mutilating of children, making it legal. And that the UN and the WE, what is it, World Economic Forum, WEF, want to decriminalize pedophilia. We are in a time of sexual perversion. For such were some of us, Paul said here. But you see, we were washed, we were sanctified. Now, if Satan has a a hold on anybody here, in any way, shape, or form, into pornography, masturbation, extramarital sex, premarital sex, anything, the enemy does not want you to get to heaven. Because it says right here, shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Don't be deceived, he says. Don't be deceived. There's a spirit of deception in some of the denominations today where they're ordaining homosexuals or lesbians and they're marrying same sex. These are the days we're living with. Many of the churches will not offend people and preach the truth that sin is sin. Sexual immorality is sin. Any sex that is outside of the marriage bed between a man and a woman that are married is sin. And will not inherit the kingdom of God. Let's be true. Let's be real here. It's time to get real and turn to the Lord and forsake everything. Forsake this world. Turn with me to Galatians 5.19. Galatians 5.19. Paul continues with the same theme in Gal- to the Galatian church as well. Talking about the works of the flesh. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, lasciviousness or licentiousness, which is unbridled passion for something, idolatry, witchcraft, 
hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, hearsays, envying, murder, drunkenness, reviling, and such the like, of which I tell tell you before, as I have told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Jesus is coming back for a church without spot or wrinkle. It is time to repent because Jesus preached repentance for the kingdom of God is at hand. The kingdom of God, if I cast out demons by the finger of God, the kingdom of God is at hand. In other words, the kingdom of God is here. There were two kingdoms on this earth. One is God's, where we're free and have liberty. When we serve him, we are free. Or the other kingdom... You're a slave to the sin that you're bound to. And you don't have a choice. Because you're ruled by the power of Satan and the kingdom of hell. Turn with me to Ephesians 5.1. Ephesians 5.1. Paul continuing in the same theme. We'll expound on some verses as we go through. Be you therefore followers of God as dear children, and walk in love as Christ also loved us and hath given himself to us, an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor. But fornication and all uncleanliness or covetousness, let it not be once named among you as becoming saints. Neither filthiness, nor foolish talking, nor jesting, which are not convenient, but rather giving of thanks. For this you know, that no whoremonger, nor unclean person, nor covetous man, who is an idolater, have any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Let no man deceive you with vain words, for because of these things comes the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. Be you not therefore partakers with them, for you were sometimes in darkness, but now you are in the light, in the Lord. Walk as children of the light. And I must say right now, repent if you're bound to anything that I'm talking about, whatever the Paul's writing here. If you're bound to covetousness or greed, if you're bound to lust of the eyes, wanting the things of this world, or lust of the flesh, wanting to have sex with your neighbor's wife, or women that you look at, or vice versa, men that you see, or your neighbor's, it's time to repent. If you're bound in an adulterous relationship or a fornicating relationship or masturbation, you need to repent. Walk as children of the life. In verse 9, for the fruit of the Spirit is goodness and righteousness, truth, proving what is acceptable to the Lord. And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them or expose them. For it is a shame even to speak of these things. 
which are done of them in secret. But all things that are reproved are made manifest by the light. For whatever doth make manifest is light. Wherefore, he says, awake you that sleep, arise from the dead, and Christ shall give you light. See then that you walk circumspectively, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time. In other words, use our time wisely. Let's not waste our time in frivolous, idolatrous fantasies or behaviors or things in this world. For the days, because the days are evil. We're living in the evilest time that I can can imagine. I, I, you know, I know the Canaanites were bad. God sent them in to wipe them out. Men, women, and children. The sin was so bad. That's why Israel was raised up to bring judgment. To be given a promised land, but they had to expel the enemy. They had to remove them. The Amorites, the Canaanites, and all of the ites. Because the sin had become a stench. The blood on the land was a stench. And there were giants in the land. The the Amalekites. God cleared the land. And he left an example. Sodom and Gomorrah was an example for all time. What he thinks of same sex. He destroyed it. We are living in the last times. Because they are the days of Noah. They are the days. We are in the days of Sodom and Gomorrah. There's no doubt about it. We're in perilous times. And we need to overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. And love not our lives to the death. Okay, verse tw- uh, chap- Matthew chapter 24, verse 2. Oh, verse 1. Matthew 24. And Jesus went out and departed from the temple, and his disciples came to him to show him the building of the temple. And Jesus said to them, See you not all these things? Verily I say to you, There shall not be left here one stone upon another. That shall not be thrown down. And that 30 years later, the temple was destroyed by the Romans, burnt down. Gold went in between the rocks, so the Romans turned over every rock to see if there was gold underneath it. And then Jesus, and as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately, saying, Tell us, when shall these things be, and what shall be the sign? of your coming and the end of the world. And Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no man no man deceive you. We've heard that twice, and this is the third time tonight, that no one deceive you. 
For many shall come in my name, saying that I am the Christ, and shall deceive many, or I am the anointed one, or I, I have I have the, the gift and power of the Holy Spirit. We've got to test every spirit, every preacher, every teacher, according to the Word of God. We've got to be in the Word of God to know the Word of God and memorize the Word of God. As I compel, whenever I preach, read one scripture, or re- uh, memorize one scripture a week. And in the end of the year, you've memorized 52 scriptures. You become the walking word. And that's what we all need to do. Verse 6, and you shall hear of wars. Does anybody hear of any wars going on? Rumors of war? See that you be not troubled, for these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines and pestilence and earthquakes in diverse places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. You see, we're in the beginning of sorrows, brothers and sisters. We're in the birth pains of Jesus coming to return. It's about He's about to appear. And as the world in chaos continues to occur, as nation rises against nation, kingdom against kingdom, proxy wars, rumors of wars, threats to destroy Israel, threats to destroy America, even Russia said they'll blow us up first. All these nations have submarines with nuclear weapons. The world is in chaos right now. We've got a president that doesn't exist. He's a puppet pulled by strings, probably Obama. And the world is in in tribulation. Under Obama, I heard a preach today. Under Obama, he told African nations to adopt same-sex laws for the people. And they refused. They kept to their Christian principles. They kept to their Christian principles and said, well, no, no, we, we, don't, we don't legalize that in this nation. Oh, Biden is doing the same thing. Who's in charge of that White House? And then they're, they, they're going to cut off funding. They're going to sanction these nations that refuse to have same-sex legalized. So they'll, they'll, they'll starve babies, they'll starve children, they'll starve women for what? Because they're against same sex? This is militant homosexuality. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Verse 9. Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you. And you shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. And then shall many be offended and shall betray one another. And shall hate one another. And many false prophets shall arise and shall deceive many. That's false teachers. False teachers that do not compel their congregation to repent. Telling people, oh, it's okay. Don't worry. Take it easy. Pastors ought to preach repentance because that's 
when the kingdom of God comes. When we repent of our sin, when we turn around a 180 degree, you're going one day, one way down the street, it's time to turn around and go the other way. The Bible says, for the way to hell is wide. Narrow is the way to righteousness, to God. Wide is the way of destruction, but narrow is the gate. And few there be that find it. Choose the narrow way. Choose the narrow way. But he that shall endure to the end, the same shall be saved. Oh, no, verse 12. And because iniquity shall abound, and the love of many shall wax cold, but he that endures to the end shall be saved. To him who overcomes. Turn with me to Revelation. Revelation, chapter 2, verse 7. The seven churches here. Seven warnings. Some look at the seven churches as different church time periods of history in the world. Some think you could look at them as the seven literal churches that were in Turkey in those days. And some look at the seven churches in these last days. That there are the, these seven churches are existing today. In different forms of denominations. However they look at it. However you look at it. Jesus warns them. So Revelations 2. Verse 7. Let me get there. I titled today's message. In difficult times. Overcome. It's time for you and me to overcome. It's time to walk right with the Lord. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him that overcomes will I give to eat of the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise. You'll have to read all of these churches, but that was to the first church which was Ephesus. To him who overcomes, he who has an ear, the Holy Spirit is telling us today, to, we have to have ears to listen, to be obedient to the word of God, and apply the word of God in our lives, and increase with the word of God. Because Hebrews 4.12 says, the word of God is living, it's powerful, it's sharper than a two-edged sword, piercing to the dividing of asunder both marrow and bone, soul and spirit, and it is the discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. When we read the word, it's reading us, and we're being transformed into the image of the word because we see ourselves, how unfit, how unrighteous we are. And God cleanses us and purifies us and transforms us into his son. Amen. Jump down to 2.11. To the church of Smyrna. 
He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. He that overcomes shall not be hurt of the second death. Will not be hurt of the second death. You see, Jesus is telling each of these churches, and we'll read each one, that we have to be overcomers. We can't be conformed to the patterns of this world, but we need to be transformed by the renewing of our hearts and the renewing of our minds by repenting of the things of this world and being transformed into his image. We need to be cleansed and purified. And to the church of Pergamos, 2.17, he that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. You see, to all the churches. All these are to all the churches. To him that overcomes will I give to eat of the hidden manna, and will give him a white stone, and in the stone a new name written, which no man knows, saving he that receives it. So we're going to get the tree of life. We're not going to be hurt by the second death. And we're going to get a new name. And to the church of Thyatira. 226. And he that overcomes and keeps my works to the end. To him will I give power over the nations. And he shall rule them with a rod of iron. And with the vessels of potters shall shall they be broken to shivers, even as I received of my father, and I will give him the morning star. He that has an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. You see, the Holy Spirit tonight is telling us to overcome those little things that are in our lives, those habits, those behaviors, those mannerisms, the sins that so easily beset us, The things we care about rather than looking at the word of God or living for the word of God. We need to repent tonight and just say, Lord, forgive me of my sins. Forgive me for being lazy. Forgive me for being ignorant. Forgive me for being deceived. Forgive me for not overcoming. I want to be like you, Jesus. Amen. The next church, Sardis, 3.5. He that overcomes, the same shall be clothed in white remnant, and I will not blot out his name out of the book of life, but I will confess his name before my father and before his angels. Get that? He's not going to blot out your name out of the book of life. It says in the end of Revelation... Add to or take away from this book, your name will be taken out of the book of life. I'll leave that there. But he that overcomes will be clothed in white. We're called to be overcomers. Next church is Philadelphia, verse 12. Him that overcomes will I make a pillar 
in the temple of my God, and he shall go no more out. And I will write upon him the name of my God, and the name of the city of my God, which is New Jerusalem, which comes down out of heaven from my God. And I will write upon him my new name. He that has an ear to ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches, plural. To all the churches, every church on earth today. All these churches and these warnings are significant. And the last church, Laodicea, and scholars say we're living in the Laodicean age, that this is the last church. If you look at the churches spread out throughout the last 2,000 years, we are the Laodicean church. And I'm going to start from verse 14 from the beginning. And to the angel of the church of Laodicean write these things, says he, the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of creation of God. I know your works, that you are neither cold nor hot. I would that you were cold or hot. So then, because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spew you out of my mouth. Because you say, I am rich and increased with goods, and have need of nothing, and knowest not that thou art wretched, miserable, and poor, blind, and naked. I counsel you to buy of me gold tried in the fire, that you may be rich, and white remnant, and that thou mayest be clothed. And that the shame of your nakedness do not appear. And anoint your eyes with eyesalve that you may see. Well, the only eyesalve I know is the word of God. Because it opens your eyes. It opens your eyes. Verse 19. And as many as I love, I rebuke and chastise. Be zealous, therefore, and repent. And that's what I've been saying. From the beginning of this message, John the Baptist preached repentance through the baptism. Jesus preached repentance unto God. The disciples preached repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. The kingdom of God is the kingdom of God that comes when we remove the enemy. When we remove the enemy out of our lives, whatever, whatever he's got us bound to, Whatever evil spirits we've agreed to, and they are ruling an area of our life that we can't stop, we're either harassed, afflicted, tormented, compelled, controlled. The enemy may have chains on, on us in different areas, and we need to get set free. We're going to be doing deliverance tonight. And those that need deliverance, you need freedom in every any area of your life, call in. Get in the queue. Don't miss out. Tonight is the night of salvation. Today is the day of salvation. This is the Lord day, the Lord's day. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Continuing to read here. Verse 19. And Jesus is speaking. As many as I love, I rebuke. And chasten, be zealous therefore and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice 
and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. To him that overcomes will I grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I have overcome and am set down with my father in his throne. He that has an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. He's not talking to buildings. He's talking to gatherings of people. Gatherings of people who come together in the name of Jesus Christ. The Bible says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will give you the desires of your heart. Seek you first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things. All your worldly needs will be provided for when God is first. Timothy tells us that God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Some of us have a spirit of fear. Listening right now, you may be afraid of a virus. You may be afraid of a pandemic. You may be afraid of just losing your money. You may be afraid of this government taking your money. You may be in fear of this government taking all your liberties, the right to speak, the right to disagree, the right to carry and bear arms. They're attacking every element of our Constitution and the Bill of Rights. But if you've got a spirit of fear, God will give you a spirit of love, power, and a sound mind tonight. You've got to expel it. That's why we take every thought captive unto the obedience of Jesus Christ. I bind that thought. I take authority over it, and I cast it down, and I crush it under my feet in the name of Jesus Christ. Turn back with me to Matthew chapter 24. We left off. We left off in 14. Let's read through this. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness to the nations, and then shall the end come. I think we've come to that point. The entire world knows about the gospel of Jesus Christ. I know there are areas secluded, some, some people are secluded. But the Gideons are getting out there. The world count, uh, different groups are getting out there. The whole world has got the gospel with technology. And when you therefore shall see the abomination of desolation spoken by Daniel the prophet stand in the holy place, whoso reads, let him understand. Then let them which are in Judea flee to the mountain. Let him that is on the housetop not come down to take anything out of the, his house. Neither let him that which is in the field turn back and take clothes. And woe to them that are with child and to them that give suck in those days. But pray you that your flight, maybe not in winter, neither on the Sabbath. For then shall be great tribulation such as never since the beginning of the world to this time, nor no nor ever shall be.
and except those days should be shortened, there should no flesh be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. Then if any man shall say to you, Lo, here is the Christ, or here, here is the anointing, over here, or over there, believe it not. For there shall arise false Christs and false prophets, and shall show great signs and wonders, insomuch that if it were possible, they should deceive the very elect. Behold, I have told you before, Wherefore, if they shall say to you, Behold, he is in the desert, go not forth. Behold, he is in the secret chambers, believe it not. For as lightning comes out of the east and shines even to the west, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For for wheresoever the carcass is, there will be the eagles be gathered together. Immediately after the tribulation in those days shall the sun be darkened, and the moon shall not give its light, and the stars shall fall from heaven, and the powers of the heavens shall be shaken, and then shall appear the son of the sign of the Son of Man in the heavens, and then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn, and they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he shall send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet, and they shall gather together his elect from the four winds from one end of heaven to the other. Amen. We'll stop there. Amen. Powerful you words. You see, the end is coming. What's that, brother? Oh, powerful word. Go ahead. Amen. Amen. We need to repent. Oh, Mark sixteen seventeen. The Great Commission. The Great Commission. Everybody knows Matthew. The churches preach about Matthew's Great Commission. But the pastors don't talk about these signs will follow them that believe. Let's read it from 14. Matthew, I mean Mark 16, 14. Afterward he appeared to the eleven as they sat at meat and abrided them or rebuked them with their unbelief and hardness of their heart because they believed not them which had seen him after he was risen. And he said to them, Go you into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believes and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believes not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out demons. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands upon the sick, and they shall recover. These are the signs of the believer. It was then, Satan took it away, the churches don't believe it, that we cast out demons and speak in tongues. And Peter said in Acts, when he preached the first sermon, after they were filled with the Holy Spirit, this gift is to you, to your children, and to whomever shall come from afar. Forever. Until Jesus comes back. We need the gift and power of the Holy Spirit. We need to take authority over Satan's kingdom operating in our minds, wills, and emotions. And we need to overcome. 
Amen. So let's pray. Lord, I thank you for your word because your word is true. You are faithful and just. And you love us, Lord. But you are also a judge. You loved us so much you sent your son to die for us that we would accept him as Lord and Savior. But those that reject you, the judgment is coming. Those that will not turn from their wicked ways will be destined for the lake of fire. There were many fire and brimstone pastors in the old days and they've been laughed at. They've been ridiculed. But we need that fire and brimstone again. Because if there's a, a someone's going to fall off a cliff, we're going to warn them. We're not going to tell them how good it is to make them feel good. We're going to tell them, repent. Turn from your way, turn to the Lord. As we all repent before you, forgive us of our sins. Cleanse us of unrighteousness. Purify us with the blood. Sanctify us with your Holy Spirit. Guide us into all truth, Lord God, through your word. Heal our land. Bless everybody that hears this, live or later, recorded, that we would turn from our wicked ways and turn to your ways. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise the Lord, everybody. Great message today. If you're just joining us, we're live with Evangelist Victor Mrabalag. In just a few minutes, we're going to open up that phone line. In fact, you can call in right now, but we'll begin to take some calls if anybody needs prayer. We call this a demon hotline. If you need deliverance tonight, call in. It's time to make your demon homeless. Kick them out in Jesus' name. Don't keep them through the weekend when you can be set free tonight. Maybe have another prayer request. Call in. We'll take any calls. The phone number is area code 515-602-9734. 515-602-9734. When you dial in, press option 1. Brother Victor, if someone would like to make contact with you in your ministry, is there a way they can do that? The way you contact me is through my phone. You text in or call in if I could speak. I'll speak to you, but you can call me direct. 610-972-3423. That's 610-972-3423. And I'll set up a counseling time to speak to you. Fantastic. That's the best way to reach me. Okay, we'll give that again later. Uh, Brother Victor, would you like a couple-minute break? Yes. Okay. You can just stay connected, and um, we'll go to a song. Here we go. Take your time. We're here to tell you, kingdom down. Say down, say we're here to tell you, oh, we're here to tell you, kingdom down. You've been building your kingdom all over this land. 
Se irá, se irá. We're here to tell you. Oh, we're here to tell you, kingdom down. Say it we're gonna tell you, kingdom down. Say it we're gonna tell you, kingdom down. You've been feeling your kingdom, ready the house of the Lord. Say it say it say it we're gonna tell you. You know the saints, they're gonna bring you kingdom down. Hallelujah. Say that, say that, they're gonna pray your kingdom down. You've been feeling your kingdom all over God's land. Say that, we're here to tell your kingdom down. Oh, yeah. Say that. Your kingdom coming down. Oh, Satan, your kingdom is coming down. You've been feeling your kingdom running behind the house of the Lord. Satan, we're going to tear your kingdom down. You know, we're going to find and lose your kingdom down. Oh, yeah. We're gonna find and lose your kingdom down. You've been feeling your kingdom right in the house of the Lord. Say them, say them, say them. You're gonna tell your kingdom down.